When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now is great foreign policy expert and intelligence security expert, Victoria Coates. She is the former deputy national security advisor to then President Trump. Uh, Victoria, great to have you here on the show. Thank you, Rita. Wonderful to be with you. And and also, I just want to add my thanks to Officer Hernandez from your previous your previous segment. That is such a great story. And we're all grateful for his service. Absolutely. You know what I love, by the way, I love doing that every night on the show, Victoria, where we shine a light on officers. And it just it lets people know of all the incredible things that they do, um, you know, and, and and the difficult situations they're in. Um, you understand, of course, security so well um, and domestic and international security. What was your reaction first off? And you made a really interesting uh, perception and noticed who was sitting there during the Saudi meeting and who wasn't sitting there on the U.S. side? And that said a lot to you. Tell me your reflections of the Biden visit. It was really interesting, Rita. And it was when we were talking on Saturday morning, I was looking at the picture because when you're you're in this world, you, you always look at who's sitting at the table. And I'm looking at the picture and I realize that Prince Abdulaziz, who is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia's half-brother, sitting to his right hand, which is not necessarily always going to be the case, but he's there. He's the most senior energy guy. He is the head of OPEC. He was, he's their, their energy minister. You look at the other side, we have a special envoy from the, from the state department. Our secretary of energy was in Singapore tweeting about how she wanted to lower uh, prices for electric vehicles. It wasn't serious. And when you see that, you realize the Saudis came with the people who can talk business. Like, how are we going to do this? And the Americans didn't. And that, then the whole thing came off the rails. Now, let me ask you, do you think that part of the reason that that happened was because they didn't want the perception that they were going over there with what we all knew they were going to do and sort of begging for oil. Um, you know, they were trying to make it sound like, oh, oil isn't really the reason we're going over there. We're uh, going to talk about something else, you know, uh, every other different reason under the sun. But do, was that the reason or was it just show that they weren't ready to they're not ready to play with the big boys? I think I think they were trying to thread the needle. Uh, I mean, at this point, they see, I mean, the fact that they took the president to Saudi Arabia means that they're pretty desperate to try to get some kind of a deal on increased oil supplies. But this then, I mean, it, and that's where the whole thing is internally conflicted. Like, if you're actually going to go, and you're going to have these conversations, and you have to bring the right people. 
So on the one hand, they're going to move the president of the United States, but on the other, they won't move the secretary of energy. It's, it's bizarre. And the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. And it's why it's, it's not going to do anything. And the president at the end of the trip said, oh, my gosh, just wait a couple of weeks and prices will go down. I actually think the opposite is going to take place. You know, what did you make of the fact that, and I agree with you, I'm not confident we're going to see any impact. I mean, in fact, even the Saudis, even afterwards, uh, basically said it's just a minimal amount that they'll be able to do more, that they can't do that much more. The other thing is, too, is President Biden's over there and he's not blaming his policies, his green energy policies, his far left folks, green energy policies. He's blaming mom and pop gas stations. What did you make of that? He's so out of touch, not acknowledging that he created this problem, Victoria. It's just painful, Rita. And I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania. I know a lot of these people who own these various stations. They don't make money off of gas. They make money off of the the various other things they sell out of their out of their stores. They have to buy the gas at a certain level and then sell it at that. So the president doesn't understand how those mom and pop shops work. And he's just hanging them out to dry and trying to blame them for what's actually his fault of not, like, as you said, at the, in the lead-in, why isn't he going down to Texas? Why isn't he coming out to Pennsylvania? Why isn't he just bringing together U.S. production, sending the signal that this is what we're going to do, that this is what would actually bring together a, a reduction of prices at the pump? It would actually help those mom-and-pop businesses, but but he refuses to do it. Yeah, he absolutely refuses to do it. And he refuses to acknowledge that it is any part of the role. In fact, today there's word that the White House is now looking at maybe doing some big executive order um, on green energy and, and green emission. I mean, all this stuff that you're like, wait, 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 wait. Don't you realize how catastrophic it's been? Um, yeah, I want to ask you also, and everybody, we are talking to Trump's Deputy National Security Advisor, who worked for him then when he was in the White House, Victoria Coates, uh, one of the great, great foreign policy folks out there. And we're so thrilled to have her here on the show. Um, I want to ask you also, Victoria, your thoughts on this war of words between the Saudis and also President Biden, um, because they claim that he did not bring up Khashoggi. They also say that he didn't really talk about oil production, which would make sense if he didn't bring the energy secretary. But he was asked about uh, the whole thing about Khashoggi. Adil al-Jaber, who you probably know, who's now the foreign minister. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known Adil, by the way, for decades because he used to be the um, ambassador from Saudi to Washington. And he's the one who came out and said that, yeah, the president proclaimed that he spoke about Khashoggi to the crown prince. Of course, that horrible case where he had been killed so brutally and um and of course US intelligence pointing to the crown prince and others in Saudi um but uh and everybody said okay did you bring it up did you bring it up it was one of the first questions to president biden when he was over there and he said oh right away i brought it up to him and i told the prince that crown prince that he thought he was responsible um and then he kind of moved on but he made it sound like he was kind of talking tough 
Um, and yet Adel Al-Jaber is claiming that Khashoggi wasn't brought up and that Biden never said about Khashoggi, never said uh, you're responsible to the crown prince. I want to play. This is President Biden responding to that because he was asked about this when he came back on U.S. soil. Take a listen, Victoria. The Saudi foreign minister says he didn't hear you accuse the crown prince of Khashoggi's murder. Is he telling the truth? No. So he was asked, the you know, the representative said, mm-hmm. you didn't bring up the murder, and is he telling the truth? And Biden says, no. In other words, I did. Who do you believe? Look, I mean, what Adler said was he didn't hear it. So this was not something that was said prominently by President Biden. He didn't insist on it. And I think it just goes to show you why it really difficult if the president of the United States puts himself in this kind of a box that he has done and he has said he is going to make this a major case. So what he may or may not have said quietly to Crown Prince Mohammed, you know, who knows? There's no way to prove it. And what you've done is given this kind of liminal space where people can say, we have heard it, we haven't heard it. It, it, it. Just make your policy clear, follow it up, and then, you know, get results for the American people. And what I've seen from this trip is no results. I mean, nothing good is happening out of this. Nothing has been helpful. And now you've got a lot of confusion about what was said or wasn't said. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And and clearly it wasn't, as you suggest, that's a great point, Victoria, that it wasn't so prominent. If it was said at all, it was sort of uh, whispered under the breath or something very low key because it clearly wasn't a focal point for the Saudis, you know, and they would remember mm-hmm. that, believe me, if he brought that up. Um, <laughs> you know that. Uh, Victoria, great to have you here. Victoria Coates, uh, President Trump's former deputy national security advisor. Great to have you here on the show. Always good to see, talk to, talk with you rather, Rita. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.